Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, 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 and welcome to Castology. We are your friendly podcast recommendations and reviews podcast for you to podcast on your podcast device. Yeah, it almost yeah. made sense. Yeah. 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 Oh, well you done. lost me a little. I thought you were going to go with friendly neighborhood podcast reviewers. Nah, because that's not what Castology is. That's what the Castologists, such as myself, Elizabeth Best, and. Zane, oh, <laughs> you're gonna introduce Zane Patrick Silver? Shearer. I thought you wanted. I thought you wanted. To I was literally pointing at you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just fucking with and you. Patrick Shearer. <laughs> yes. And Zancy Maybe we Weber. should do that next week. I'll be like, I'm Zancy Weber. No, you don't say I'm. You say <laughs> across from me is Elizabeth Best. And then we've also got Zancy Weber. And finally, Zancy Weber. <laughs> and ultimately. <laughs> Ultimately, me. <laughs> also, Patrick Aww. Shearer is here too. Do you get like a with credit with featuring? Yeah, mm. guest and, starring. And yeah. <laughs> so sort of like how they do Andre Brower. Bro. Bro. Yes. Yeah. You got to have that diagonal billing, mm. right? Yeah. Just mm. to drive everyone insane. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We are your castologists, and what that means is that we will review podcasts for you. So the first part of this podcast is each of us is going to bring a podcast to the table that we have liked and want to present to you, the public, and each other as reviewers. And then the second half of this podcast, we will review the podcast that we recommended last week. So who wants to go first this week? I'll let you choose. I'm not going to be a dictator this week. I'm going to go ahead and go first. Zane Out of the gate Bold move Well this is I wouldn't have this without your help now would I It's true It's true Zane is very helpful Zane uh, told me I should listen to the Butterfly podcast a while ago Butterfly Effect Butterfly Effect podcast Yeah And I'd (laughs) heard about it because I'd listened to John Ronson on a number of different podcasts Oh is is he the shame guy? He's the shame guy He's the inspiration for Louis Theroux He's uh, an OG. He was there with Alex Jones when he infiltrated Bohemian Grove and watched them sacrifice uh, a mock child to the owl god Moloch. I don't know what any of that means. Oh, you'll have to look it up. All I know is the shame guy. Yeah. He wrote a book about shame. Yeah, the shame guy. Yeah, the book and the TED Talk are are quite famous. Um, So I've been meaning to listen to this, but I thought it was behind some sort of audible exclusive paywall, but with just a little bit of... Uh, searching it's not at all so the butterfly usually things like this that are audible exclusives audible puts out for i think it's six months that are audible only and then they release them yeah Yeah. uh where should we begin with esther perel's an audible original that has now been released so so this one at least on my podcasting device is under the title the last days of august ames which i'm from my uh, estimation is a spin-off off off the butterfly effect the butterfly effect is his delve into the porn industry 
And then uh, August Ames was about 24. She committed suicide maybe three or so yes, years ago. It was I quite a famous case. Um, so and didn't yeah. that start like a, a there were a bunch of people in the industry that committed suicide around that it was, time? It was a big controversy because of the way – because of social media. Right. Uh, her husband was blaming social media and then people were suspicious that he might have been involved in Ooh. something. Mm. And so there's a whole, whole thing around it. It was kind of the first – kind of what is social media doing to people mm. and online yeah. bullying and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, so very limited episodes. There's like seven in each little season, about half an hour long and just a, a deep investigative dive into the world of porn, which I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm You're quite happy to dive, dive in, you know, dive right head first I was quite familiar with that. August Ames before she committed suicide. Now it oh, feels weird, awkward. you know, <laughs> she pops up on a stream. So mm. I was like, I don't want to masturbate to a dead girl. Oh mm. God, no, let's drive away from here fast. <laughs> but so. it is, it is, it's kind of an exploration, not just of the industry, but also of what porn represents in society. Which is important. Yeah. Very important. Um, and it is very interesting, like the different parts of pornography that aren't what people think of when they think of porn with a capital P. Mm. I mean, this I, I haven't listened to this recently. This was a couple of years ago for me. Mm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to listening to it again. Mm. I'm really looking you forward to listening me to it for the first time. Maybe last year or earlier this year about my thoughts on pornography and I was wondering if you were wor- if it was because you were wanted to work on some sort of project. <laughs> <laughs> Not a porn project. <laughs> But it, it was almost like you were surveying were me you pr- were and you were, you were talking about how it never really interested you and you were curious as to why people were interested in porn. That's the vibe yes. I got from it. That is Was something this that a private conversation that was not meant to be ever recorded? No, 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 not at all. It was actually in response to a podcast that you had recommended. Um, was it that it, one where the, you re- recommended one where someone was talking to a porn star? It was tangentially, well, tangentially, tangentially speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interviewed a, Nina Hartley, um, Asakira. Someone was Angela, Angela White. White was yeah, the one I was It using. is something I'm interested in and it was kind of in that area of um, exploration but I've yet to actually nail anything down as right. to what to do about it. But, you know, I'm always interested in asking people what they think about these particular things that people don't really talk about yeah. that much. Which a lot of people harp on that women should – like I know a lot of people who are shocked – when they find like I, I've watched porn, of course I watch porn. What? Like, but but a lot of people just go, "You're a woman and you watch porn, really?" Like, mm. yeah, sorry I mean, to all my family members who are listening <laughs> to this, but it's true. Like, there's a there's a hey Liz, all your family members watch porn too. My mother, a hundred and twenty percent, would never I'm, like. Uh, <laughs> she is the most conservative lesbian that I've ever met in my entire life. Mm. She would never. She would never ever. I don't know. Just being conservative isn't necessarily a good indicator. Oh, I, she, no. It's the she, Middle Eastern countries that have like the most uh, popular search terms with like sex and porn and all that kind and of see, stuff. And see, like this is, this is a really but interesting see, my dialogue. Mom's a, okay, I, so here's the other thing. My mom's also a sex therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but she wouldn't watch porn, I don't think. She, like maybe for for research, that sounds well, so stupid, but like I mean, to I find out why people research, do Researched this. in the butterfly effect is this oh, kind Utah of offshoot this offshoot of um, what is ethical porn. So porn that 
doesn't degrade anyone porn that mm. is basically made in a way that no one's being objectified or heard yeah. from mm. and so also yeah, not being exploited that. there's there's a woman whose name escapes me who was on chris ryan's and she started a website called make love not porn and mm. that was sort of about putting the money back into the hands of the content creators so it was usually real couples putting their content out rather than being exploited by a big network like naughty america or Brazzers. slightly easier to do that now that it's an internet thing rather than having to work for big movie studio mm. well well the, the issue is that studios. everyone has access to tube streaming sites yeah. so the incentive to purchase porn is yeah. really not like, there i did wonder so how they would people, have monetized it well, a lot of people make their money by doing cam stuff so that oh, way so you've like got one people on one. who purchase things maybe they want you to make a customized video you garner a following that way and mm. all of this is discussed in the butterfly effect. Hooray! I'm um, looking forward to listening. The episodes Thanks, aren't too long, so I think you could possibly get through the whole series. But you'll know a couple of episodes in if if it is something. That yeah. You can get uh, honestly, yeah. you know me. If I like something, yeah. I will binge the shit out of it. Like. Okay, great. Well, so, thanks, Zane. What have you got for us, Zane? Um, I'm <laughs> I'm the host of this episode, well, he so just you took can my thing. you can butt right out. I was just going to say to separate it, I'm going to present my one, and then we'll go back to Zane. Back to Zane. So this week, <clears throat> there are very few podcasts that I listen to that have like the celebrity host or host just talking to different guests. Um, that's not normally that's what I pick. Job. That's that's a very Patrick podcast. Mm. This one I listen to, um, it's called Armchair Expert by with Dax Shepard. Now, the reason why I started listening to this is because I love Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard and I think they need to be protected at all costs because they are so great at being honest about how hard work relationships are and that they're willing to do the work um so that's why i recommended the first episode i recommended was um uh, he actually gets Kristen, his wife on to have a chat because they actually he, he does a little disclaimer at the start saying we were in the middle of a fight when we recorded this um <laughs> and i said some horrible things and i'm not proud of it um but it's kind of listening to the mechanics of their relationship unfolding in this particular podcast and they're so honest about it and they're like, even when they're annoying each other, they'll still be like, I love you. And it's just really cute. Um, but I actually think that Dax is a good interviewer, even though he is not a journalist of any kind. So he gets a lot of his celeb mates on. Um, occasionally it can get a bit bro but I'm okay with that sometimes, as long as it doesn't seem exploitative. Um, I've also really liked the one where he interviewed Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of talking about how he was a child teen star, thought he was on top of the world and then did nothing for years and kind of, you know, listening to his story was mm. fascinating. Um, so, yeah, my I, I just pick a guest that you like and listen, but those two particularly I really liked because it really shows off his kind of um, – uh, style of it as an interviewer but also knowing that even though he knows these people he's happy to talk about the stuff that he knows about and then let us in on the joke yeah i guess so it's been going for a while now oh and at the end his co-host not co-host well, she's kind of a co-host she doesn't really talk during the interviews but then she fact she does an entire segment at the end where she fact checks and corrects everything that he said that was wrong producer Maybe producer. Mm, it sounds like something a producer But she does do. also talk every now and then. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think her name's Megan. I'm sorry if it's not. Um, but, yeah, it's quite funny to hear her going, well, you said millions and that is totally not right. Like <laughs> ten people did it. So, yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, that's like a whole little segment at the end that you can skip or not, depending on your fancy. But Armchair Expert with Dax Shepherd. I want my facts corrected. Yeah, look, we'll then listen to the segment at the end. I will. He gets put in his place a lot, and it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> is he present when she does it, or does she do no, it to he the does audience? No, he does it to her. F- he, she does it to his face, and he goes, "Oh, okay, yeah, my bad." And then sometimes he argues the point, and he goes, "Well, obviously, I said that because it's a joke, <laughs> and I was making comedy." Mm. And she's like, "Yeah, but it's still wrong." Yeah, just make it funnier. Yeah, just, yeah. just, I, it didn't land. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, okay, well." So yes, okay, now Zane. Back to you. <laughs> okay. With Kelsey Grammer. That's a TV show, wasn't it? Yeah, back to you. It was, yeah. it was Didn't it only Deborah. last like it was Deborah from, uh, one season or two seasons? Everybody loves Thank Raymond. you for filling this dead air anyway. while I find <laughs> my notes. Yeah, look, I'm nothing if not a talker to fill silence because it's my anxiety. This is a weird podcast. Uh-oh. I really like it. It is a listener submission. It is a... Diary slash memoir podcast, a personal diary slash memoir podcast. Um, Very short episodes, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Just little parts of his life just spoken over music. I I think it's partly scripted, partly improvised. What's it called? It's called Days of My Life. Right. Yep. Was it submitted by the person who... Yeah, so it was submitted by Aidan Rosewell, who is the narrator, writer, producer, everything about that. And he's basically, yeah, talking about, like, he's he's gone through some stuff. Like, he was a teenage carer for his, his sick mother. Uh, he had drug addiction. He grew up with dyslexia, so he was out of school a lot. Uh, yeah. This it's, sounds very novelish. It is. I guess it is. It's not as in-depth and as long Mm. as a novel. Uh, Now, I'm not sure what the the releases are doing because it seems like he's only leaving 10 episodes up at a time. So as he uploads a new episode, an old episode gets taken down. Maybe it paywalls or something. Yeah, so there's – I think it's at a time of recording – I think it starts from episode three and goes to it goes to episode three of season two. Right, and you don't need episode one and two knowledge to get season. You don't really three? like they're very kind of encapsulated stories, so you can kind of dip in. Yeah, okay. Um, but I find it really interesting to listen to. He has a great voice, a manner of speaking, um, very kind of relaxing. Uh, but it's a, it's a weird concept for a podcast. What's your prediction as to whether I will like it or Patrick will like it or neither or I both? I honestly can't pick. Both of you could like it, but I wouldn't be surprised if you don't like it. I'm interested. Because it is very meditative. Well, then Patrick will like it. Maybe. But not, <laughs> it's not like intentionally meditative. It's very introspective. It's very... It seems very um, like a... a, a very vulnerable thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't, you didn't feel because I know that when we were sitting in on Esther Perel's sessions, you felt a little weird. Yeah, it, that's not the same because he's telling his story. Because he's telling yeah. his story. Right. These are his words. Like honestly, I haven't fact checked any of this. Mm-hmm. It could be fiction, mm-hmm. but in all the media and all the releases and and everything that I found about 
podcast, he says that it's an autobiographical audio drama. Yeah, people people find out about it if it's not. So yeah, and like, I mean, we'll even see. even if it's not, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's it's not nothing is like overly dramatic. It's mm. just kind of like this is what it was like growing up as a kid with dyslexia. Where's I he became from? the class clown. He's from the UK. Okay, cool. Yeah, so he's got a British accent. Maybe it's like that little disclaimer they put at the beginning of Fargo. Inspired says, you know, by... No, they say, <laughs> no. That they say that there's all the events depicted happen, just oh, the names right. and the places have been changed, but it's all That's it's all, all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> God, fuck, it's good. Anyway, cool. Okay, so what's that called again? Uh, Days of My Life. Days, Days of, of My, my life. life. An autobiographical audio drama podcast created by Aidan Rosewell. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. We shall go off and listen to those. I'm very interested to hear what you have to yeah, say. Yeah, I'm very interested to hear it. what I have to say too. I'm very <laughs> interested to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the, pr- the production value is very good. Like Great. for a one-man show, it's a, it's a very Good. well-produced... That's all I ever ask for. How interesting must it be to have a life that's interesting enough to talk about that much? I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. It's not... This isn't like out of the ordinary events. It's just him talking about Stories the well told. ...that meant a lot to him in a very kind of honest and provocative way. Ah, so like provoking an emotional it, response from the audience sort of? Yeah, I guess... Or it, it, I'll just listen yeah, and figure listen it to out. It and tell me what you think. <laughs> cool. All right. Now we are on to the reviews portion of our podcast. So we are going to review the podcast that we brought to you last week. I need to know what you thought about terms. I'm obsessed. I listened to it all. Hold on. First of all, let me just do a quick <laughs> recap on what it was. No, I must talk about it no, now. I know that's how I felt. <laughs> So Terms was the political thriller radio drama podcast about what happens when a guy who shoots from the hip and is a little bit racist and probably the worst president that the US could have gets elected and the previous president wants to do everything in his power to stop that from happening. Yeah. Zane. Okay, so I just want to clarify something. I am not a Trump apologist in any sense of the word. Mm -hmm. The presidential candidate, the president-elect in this story Mm -hmm. is worse than Trump. Yes. In the sense that he knows what he's doing and he's He's actually very intelligent intelligently Mm. planning to fuck all this shit up. But it is is very compelling. I love the fact that they don't dwell in scenes. No. The scenes are there, conversations happen, actions are implied then you leave the scene, you go on to the next thing and things have happened in between that you have to catch up on, you have to pay attention. And I think that's the beauty. You know, a lot of people, there was an interview episode that I listened to as well, I don't know if you did. They talked about people who had complained that the episodes are so short and I'm like, I love that they're short because they have to make every scene purposeful. That's how it gets, that's how it grips you. Yeah. Because you're like, And I couldn't stop. (laughs) Yes. Um, The other thing I really enjoyed about it is that it's going through every part of the media coverage of like, yes, Trump's president-elect, but this could happen, it didn't happen. But this could happen, it didn't happen. But this could happen, and it didn't happen. And their thorough analysis yeah. of the electoral college system as yes. well. like. And I think it, this is a really good way of educating people as how, what that is and how it actually functions yes. firsthand. I, this is really well written. And one of the, the the actor that plays the president, uh, president elect or president, president. Okay, sounds a lot like Mark Evan Jackson. He did a bit, <laughs> yeah. 
a uh, little a little different in the accent, but yeah, it definitely ha- has a bit of the president-elect definitely was putting on a little bit of a Trumpy. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was worse. He it sounded was, a bit more kind of southerny. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely more Red distinct Stady. at the start, and it kind of got more mm. George Bushy. I'm so fucking happy that you were excited about this as I was. Yeah, I've listened to it twice already. Oh. Wow. I haven't listened to it twice. I plan on finishing it though because I did. En- I do enjoy it. It's it's very. It's really good. It's to be like fair, speculative truth fiction. Yeah. yeah, it is seventy minutes long. So I like I listen oh, to fair it. Enough. Yeah, I listened to it once last week and then I listened to it again today. Yeah. Yeah. To recap. Yeah. 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 I'm only about three episodes in, but I definitely plan on finishing it. It's very good. It's very well produced and acted and all that good stuff. And I do definitely agree that it gives good information, particularly regarding the Electoral College, but just also about how shit works a little bit, you know. Obviously, there's a bit of embellishment and dramatization and all that, oh, but gosh, there's yeah, good, but useful information in there for people that is, is easier to digest because of the format that it's delivered in. I just found it so fascinating thinking, I wonder how many of these sorts of conversations actually are taking place this very day. Like, Oh, absolutely. Like this is this is a combination of the West Wing and House of Cards mm. made for a podcast audience, which is like this is this is really an early peak of the medium, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, the way that it is written and paced is really good. Mm. This is this is I think it's like Sopranos or Oz. Yes, or House of Cards or West Wing. No, I just mean, like, in terms of the golden age of television, those were the first couple few that really shone through and then yeah, the I, medium began to change around these shows. Yes, definitely. Um, I will say I also listened to the bonus, which is a trailer of a new podcast called 1865. I didn't listen to that. Which is a dramatisation around the assassination of Lincoln. <gasps> it's very similar but I don't think I'm going to like it as much okay. because it's historical right. and not speculative. Yeah, well... But I'm going to give it a technically try. Technically, this is almost... It's speculatively historical. Well, it, it's based on... Yeah. Yeah. But I also love the music. I found the music really made me just, like, get excited about the new episodes and the end of each episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Terms is uh, uh, really, really good. I hesitate to say perfect, but I, I'm I think s- the first I'm like season's beaming with how Chuck. Because <laughs> I was, I put it on the list, and then I ended up after last last time's recording, I messaged Zane. I'm like, Zane, do you want me to just tell you what podcast it is? You should start listening to it now because I think you really like it. I should just tell you all about it. Here it is. <laughs> this is yeah, this is great. I've writing. never been excited about a political thriller before, and I was so <laughs> excited. Great, excellent. Now let's go with what – actually, you two fight it out. What do you want to go with? Who do you want to review first? Well, let's let's split up the political one, shall we? We'll yes, go with Norm MacDonald. Plan. We'll go with the Norm MacDonald Live, which is a little bit more difficult to find out, but this is hosted by comedian Norm MacDonald and his sidekick, Adam Egott, and each episode involves another famous person that they're going to interview. So the episodes we found were from 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 2013 to 2014. Yes. So I started listening to the Adam Sandler episode and I enjoyed it, but then I kind of wanted to make sure that I listened to a few different episodes before I came in. And then I listened to the Mark Maron. Maron? Mark Maron. Maron. He was even bitching about that in about how no one can pronounce his name and now I feel like an <laughs> asshole. Um, Mark Maron episode and I loved it. 
I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So Mark Maron, um, if you don't know him from his comedy stand-up days, you will probably know him as Sam from Glow. Or from a very popular podcast called WTF with Mark yes. Maron. Which was Correct. number one in the Apple charts for a few years. Yeah. Interviewed President Barack Obama. It's. I found it very funny in this podcast how he was talking about turning up at auditions and watching real actors go in to audition for things and just thinking, well, I'm never going to get that role. And then seeing the tour de force that is Sam on Glow. Like if you think that's so a tour de force, good. please watch the movie Sword of Trust. Is he in that? He's in it. He plays a porn. The conceit is that uh, a, a woman's grandfather passes away and leaves to her just this old sword that is some Confederate artifact. And she takes it to a pawn shop owner and he says, eh, we don't want it. Finds out it's worth something, gets it back, and he's like, oh, something. So then they have to negotiate with the Confederate enthusiasts oh. <laughs> to uh, to get the best price for it. Right. Um, it's a comedy. It's a kind of a dark comedy, but he has a monologue in that, which is I just think, amazing. I can't believe, like when I was listening to the episode, how much he was like doubting his abilities, like, oh, a comedian can't get those kinds of roles. And like the ro- in Glow, like, yeah, it's kind of like a dramedy, but he plays, he, his role is usually pretty deadpan serious. Um well, there's I, an enormous crossover between comedians and acting. I actually Robin think... Robin Williams. I think Oscar. comedy actors sometimes are better than dramatic actors because they don't play into it. It's a it's a real kind of... They're not acting, acting it. I don't know what it is. Well, it's something about like, being a stand-up comedian. Stranger Than Fiction. Like, Will Ferrell in Stranger also, Than Fiction. I think when you're a comedian, you're aware of the facade of comedy. And so mm. when you do drama, you just drop the facade and it's just raw. Yeah, so it's not you're not putting on a facade of serious acting. Yeah. You're just being yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But reviewing the actual show as a whole, I I quite like Norm Macdonald. Um I recognized his voice as soon as I heard it and then I googled and was like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly who I thought it was." Um I think he's got a quite funny dry opens on a couple of his episodes where he just kind of pretends like he's this diva star and won't let people look at him and little skits at the start, which I quite liked. Yeah, um, she plays the dumb man very well, which I think you can only do if you're terribly smart. Oh, it's true. Or terribly dumb and clueless. <laughs> or <laughs> if you're terribly dumb and you just accept the fact that you're terribly mm. dumb. And you're okay with that. Yeah. But what I really liked about it is usually most podcasts will have like a comedian talking to an expert or you know like one comedian and I quite like the riffing that you get when you get two comedians Mm. in a room I quite like that and some of them were I'm like that's in jokey and I really want to be in on the joke because god that sounds like fun (laughs) but I wasn't it's good to have a heel as well yeah so I really enjoyed the Mark Maron episode not as much I've I've gotten quite fond of Adam Sandler like I I fall oh yeah, I thought That's weird. I thought I would I would never never have picked that. Yeah, are you being sarcastic? No, I would never like I would Sandler. never have so, picked that you would okay. like Adam Sandler. I adore the movie Billy Madison because it's so dumb. I adore the wedding singer. Okay. Um, there's a lot of stuff he's done that I don't like, but like Murder Mystery, have you watched that yet on Netflix? No. It's surprisingly good. Well, I'll let You know you what think wasn't that. It completely shit, lampoons the whole Cluedo thing. Do over with him and David Spade. And I like Fifty First Dates. Like, there are some things some he... Just, when he gets it wrong, he Happy gets Gilmore. it so wrong. 
Big Daddy. That's fine. I'm not question. I'm not questioning your love. taste. It's just I would not have picked that. I do also like click. fart jokes. So yeah, you do. Why? Yes. If you didn't cry and click, there's I something wrong with you. I have seen click, but oh. mur- guys, murder mystery Netflix movie with uh, uh, Rachel. Rachel, no. Jennifer Aniston. I was like, Rachel from Friends. Um, It's basically lampooning the whole um, murder mystery, Cluedo, Poirot genre, but it's just this couple. It's kind of diehard, but murder mystery. It's this couple who just find themselves in the middle of a ridiculously over-the-top camp murder mystery, and they're like, oh, this is so fun. Oh, God, people are dying. Okay. (laughs) It was more enjoyable than it had any right to be. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. Norm Macdonald Live, that's a... has nothing to do with that movie, but... No, it was the Adam Sandler <laughs> connection. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a most of a thumbs up by me and I'm interested to kind of have a look at his show on Netflix, which I have not seen. This was a... This was a... This is a pretty solid no from me. Mm-hmm. It's a... I don't mind Norm Macdonald. Is it because of Andy Dick? Honestly, I was expecting Andy Dick to be worse because I, I'm well versed in his sins because he, he kind of... You can't do podcasts. the things that he does when you've got the surname Dick. It's just... No, that's why he does it. Because he can get away with it and make a joke about it later. Oh. Um, I think because he's bipolar as well. Yeah, well, a whole bunch of things. Um, his episode, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but it was just kind of like, it was Andy Dick and then it was Roseanne Barr and then it was like this... Guest list has not aged well, Norm Macdonald. Yeah, well, I was scrolling through and I was like, I do not want to listen to the Roseanne one. Nope, I'm going to skip through yeah. that. And I think this is this is a relic of the time when podcasting was literally when zero effort would garner you success if you had a name. Because mm. um, I I definitely compared it to WTF with Mark Maron. Mark Maron... A very similar setup. He would get comedian friends in, and they would talk about comedy and just interesting things. And I found that so much more compelling than what Norm Macdonald was doing. Well, it did make me want to listen to WTF. I think you after, should after um, really enjoying the Mark Maron episode. Because Mark Maron, what Norm Macdonald does is he's he seems to be always on in a comedy way, mm. in that he's always wanting to have a good time. And, like, he's with his comedy friends and he's having a good time. And that can be infectious, and I understand that. The difference is Mark Maron is Mark Maron has been through some stuff and he's not afraid <laughs> to, mm. to, to just lay it out and just be in a bad mood and, like, actually say things to people. And I think that is that variability is what I appreciated from Mark Maron. Because it, is it, like, the difference between acting and acting with a capital A acting, like, that... that- you know, like when you're like, oh, you can tell that someone's acting versus being real when you're a performer, kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's like Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald Live is a party, whereas right. Mark Maron is the deep the and meaningful party. conversation that happens. The wine and cheese after, after you've already party. had a few drinks. Yeah. yeah okay. um, so I think that's that's it for me. Like, okay. And again, it's not being released anymore, so like I'm not hurting anyone. By saying this, but it's I think it's not like you'd stop yourself from saying well, it if you didn't another, enjoy it anyway. It's just it, now it's turned into the Netflix show. Yeah, yeah, less. which I actually am interested in watching. And I honestly mm. think this brand, this Norm Macdonald Live, the way he treats people and presents himself, I think that is much more um, suited to that TV mm. presentation. Mm. And I, I didn't know that this was a YouTube turned podcast. That makes a lot mm. more sense now that you've said that. 
And with what you mentioned about the guest list as well, I've got to say when I was scrolling through the available episodes, the first thing I did was Google what his political affiliations were, which he thinks he's apolitical. He doesn't go one way or another, although he did call Bill Clinton a murderer. Which may or may not be true. That was um, comedy back in a while, back, 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 back a few years waka ago. Waka waka, <laughs> oh god. Um, so, but yeah, it did. It did make me kind of go. Like, it did make me immediately go. Oh, he's, yeah. you know, with the people that he had on, but he's not. I will say it is interesting listening to podcasts from so far back because yes. on the, on on the Andy Dick episode. He compared himself to Cosby, and this was before oh, Cosby. No. <laughs> before Cosby, a lesson in came out. Really aging like, badly. That that's what that's what that's fascinating. Clicked and got me to research the timeline mm. because I was like, wait, that's why, what's happening. Yeah, again, it was that. That's half the reason the Mark Maron one was interesting because he was talking about how he couldn't get that good dramatic role. Like. Yeah. Incidentally, Norm has a really great bit about Cosby. <laughs> Which you should YouTube now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So we shall go back to politics. Left, right, and centre. Now, can I point out after he does the recap, right? No, before he does the before? recap, there are four podcasts called yes, Left, Right, good and Centre. I did when I when I spieled it last week. You say did KCRW. You did say How that, and I remember? was like, thumbs up, Zane. But just. When you're looking for it, definitely look for the one with KCIW and now you can go on with your spiel. Okay, yeah. So this is a political show dealing with kind of topics of the moment where the host is a centrist journalist and he gets a guest in from the left and a guest in from the right to talk about what is happening in Washington right now or in the last week or so. Um, Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Do you want to go first, Pat? Yeah, I just want to uh, pull up the episode that I listened to. Did you listen the main, to the recent ones? The main host wasn't there. It yeah, was to so the heartland from Hollywood. So yeah, so that a, I listened to that one as well. It was and a woman, not, a, not the usual host, which I'm assuming is... Yes. said he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I listened to that one too. Elizabeth Bruneg talks about her reporting on Texas Evangelicals. So she was the Washington Post... Uh, I can't remember who was who. I just remember I thought this yeah, was so there fucking was a, awesome. There was a female host. Yeah. Yeah. She had a guy on the right and a woman on the left. And I just thought this format just worked so well. Mm. And I was like, this is my shit. And why didn't you bring it sooner? I have definitely recommended this to you a while ago. Like when we first started the podcast, I was like, well, how am I supposed to remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I said like, if you want to listen to this, cause it'll definitely be on my list at some point. Mm. Uh, but if you would listen to it and want to recommend it, you can. Yeah, and I probably would have. It's been 40 weeks and here we are. Oh, well. <laughs> are we 40 episodes in? We are. Yeah. Mm. We need a birthday or something. 40 episodes in <laughs> and finally, I'm able to subscribe to something that oh, you wow. guys recommend. You subscribe, <laughs> an official subscribe. Hey, you finished some of my limited series, and I'm they counting that count. as a subscri- subscribe. But yeah. yes, I have hit the subscribe button. Well, this one, well, Zane. well. <laughs> <laughs> an admitted subscription. Yeah, I love, I love this. I love that format. That's the one thing that the world lacks more than anything is open and honest dialogue between people who aren't necessarily on the same aisle, politically speaking, being mediated by someone who walks somewhere in the middle. 
it's just the echo chamber that everybody lives in at the moment. It's so good to have something that smashes through that. And I mm. found myself getting quite angry at some of the things that, that the guy was saying, but then realizing these are the things that I need to hear because I need to understand mm, right. where they're coming from. But it's not like opinionated just from the side that I don't agree with. It, it's it's really nicely balanced out where both people get their chance to talk. And I kind of thought, um, you know, it, it, I just think if more people listened to things like this, then there might be a little bit more understanding of where the other side is coming from and a little less animosity about them always being right. Yeah, I mean... Because the episode I listened to talked about the guy was talking about the Amazon fires and how it's all a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, which made me really angry, but it did make me want to go out and research <laughs> to see what to is see actually what truth, is actually right. the truth, which I think is important. And what it's, did you um, learn? Um, I learned that it's a little bit of both, but that um, the Amazon is pretty important. This uh, it's is a, important. this is a more significant <laughs> a fire. So yeah. this guy was basically saying they have these fires every year. It's just back burning. That's not the case. These fires are more significant and have lasted longer than um, the fires. And also there is um, a lot of political suspicion that they have been deliberately lit in retaliation for a bunch of political stuff. Anyway, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's this. I think case. it's this format that probably prompted you to go. But exactly, exactly. It's the fact that I was listening to someone saying that yeah. it was a lie and then I was like, how dare he? And then I was like, wait, what if it is a lie and I just haven't been yeah. doing mm. my research? So I think it's so Im- – I think I think this is such an important podcast for anyone involved in American politics or interested in American politics um, because we need to stop living in our little echo chambers and just listening to things that make us happy. But at the same time, it can be really anxiety inducing to listen to just things that are going to make us angry. And I think this is a good way to have less anger, more info. What I love about this podcast is those times when the left and the right agree on most things and then just seeing which of the bits that they don't, because usually they're very, they're very rational people. Um, that are that they get in on the show, and are you, are you okay? Yeah, Sorry, it's just, it's funny noises. It's just raining inside. <laughs> <laughs> the air conditioner's just started pouring with water, and I don't think I've ever seen it pour quite so much. It's mm. fine. Wait Go back to summer. your important point. <laughs> um, I forgot what my point is. <laughs> it was an important point, though. <laughs> it was, yeah. and it's we shall important. all remember its importance forevermore. <laughs> so, Liz, your episode, I'm guessing, they had the bit where they talked to the screenwriters and how yes. they try and get <gasps> that was so was good. Very interesting because I heard about this before the conscientious uh, people tending towards conservative views and the open what is it trait openness and trait conscientiousness and how you can. You can you can sort of sell a conservative in a more typically liberal value if you go through it through a conscientious lens. So like, yeah, this bit that he's talking about is about um, they were admitting that they hired Hollywood screenwriters to write a lot of the was speeches, it, speeches yes. of yeah, yeah. different candidates um, to to so that they might be able to campaign in places where they traditionally don't yeah fall very well. Which reminded me of the the episode of Aubrey Marcus that I listened to about the selling of different messages yeah. and appealing to different emotions. So I thought it was very interesting yeah. that they employed people that whose job is to tug at our emotions. Yeah, to, but that one bit in, in a political context. We were talking about like if you walk into a room and you say healthcare should be for everyone, you're immediately going to divide yes. the room. Yeah. Whereas if you say to someone who might be more conservative. 
it's better for everyone. Like there'll be a trickle down economic effect. If everyone has access to healthcare, they can take more risks and then they can get bigger rewards and then everyone's going to have more money s- rather than going from the, why don't you want to look after this the This is exactly why the Australian Labor Party lost the most recent election because they, all they talked about was what they were taking away from people and people lost their shit about it. Yeah. Like it should have been an easy win for our, the Labor Party for us, um, for anyone in America, we, uh, like the... Cons- uh, we probably call them Democrats. the Democrats, the, yeah. Democrats, the American Democrat-ish. Um, and yeah, so because they basically went, we're going to take away all these privileges that people who are rich have, it just alienated too many people. Anyway. Anyway, it's been a long episode full of politics, but left, right and centre is a really good way to kind of get, an, win. get in it's a on top. all thumbs up from everybody. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so we shall go away and review the things that we recommended, which were? I recommended a autobiographical memoir called Days of My Life. And Patrick? Uh, this was originally the Butterfly Effect podcast, but now goes under the moniker The Last Days of August Ames. And I recommended Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. If you'd like to let us know of a podcast that we should be recommending, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, or that's not canon.com forward slash castology. Or you can even rate, review, subscribe, leave us a review with the name of the podcast that you would like us to review. You can be a fan of it. You can be the one who makes it. It doesn't matter. Zane will listen to all of them. I, I will, will listen to some of them. Patrick will listen to what he's told to. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we work. I just remembered last episode I was whispering, Murderer. Yeah, but have you figured out why? Yeah, yet? yeah, it's Gollum. Gollum says that to himself when he's talking to Smeagol. Right. And I bet that our audience has just been sitting on the edge of their seats for an entire week yeah, and now they know. waiting to find out. I bet half of them just went, oh, that's fucking Gollum talking and to Smeagol. And they're screaming at their pod <laughs> device right at in. you. Yep. Okay, I have been Liz Best and with me has been... Zane C. Webber. And... Patrick Shearer. I thought about like just introducing you myself or saying goodbye, but then you decided trust us with that. I didn't. It made me anxious. Anyway, we have been your castologists, and goodbye. Bye. Hi, I'm Morgan Phillips, and I'm a human. And I'm Isabella Vallette, and I'm also a human. But I was raised by fairies, and now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in to meet all of the mythological creatures that I know. Every Sunday, we meet a new mythological creature and interview them about their life in a modern-day context. Such as... The Night King from Game of Thrones. Funicula, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula. We've met the Loch Ness Monster. Santa. The Volpertinga. The Devil. And a mermaid. And many more. We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off of the Fairies, where we interview a new mythological logical creature every week living in a modern day world come join us oh, that's not kind of productions podcast mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.